You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm sitting here at Wembley, just out, I can actually see Wembley Stadium from my window. I'm sitting here because yesterday I was at an event speaking as their headline speaker. And so I thought this would be a good opportunity as my operations manager, Zoe Jew, is here with me to record a little podcast with her about, you know, what does an operations manager do? Why do you need one? And what's it like being an operations manager? People ask us this all the time. People are constantly saying, I need a Zoe. (laughs) It's one of the things that we hear the most. And so I wanted Zoe to give her input on, on that. And, you know, what does somebody need if they do need a Zoe? What kind of stuff does she get up to? So welcome to the podcast, Zoe. Hello. So let's start off with, you know, how, first of all, let's talk about how you became operations Mm. manager of the business. So tell us what happened. It's so funny because people ask this and I'm like, you've been in Lisa's audience for ages. You know how I got there. And I'd be like, no, no, I don't know. And then I have to go through it all again. Um, <clears throat> so I had been in, I did um, probably the third round of Fabulous Foundations, I would say. Well, that's early. In 2018. And then I went into GSD and then I kind of was trying different things to see what hit basically um, in terms of what I was doing. And niching and unniching and modeling my business how I wanted it to look. And then in February 2020, you sent me an Instagram DM at like 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) (laughs) I was obviously thinking at that time. That said, if you ever want to close your business and get a job, I want you to come work for me. But it was very odd because we'd never really spoken. We'd not, we weren't friends. We hadn't, I'd never been a client. No, because what I what happened from my end is I'd been watching Zoe because I try and take an interest in people in GSD and see what they're up to. And every time Zoe posted something about something amazing she'd done, whether it be some kind of spreadsheet or pivot table or or something that looked complicated to me, or she was working out metrics or working out, you know, email open rates for her own business, it struck me that every time she posted something, I thought to myself, oh God, I could never sit there and do that kind of work. And then I thought, I need to be though, because (laughs) this is obviously important stuff and I'm not doing any of it because I don't like it. So then I thought, well, she likes it. Zoe likes it. Why can't she come and work for me? And she could do all of that kind of stuff that I know I'm not doing and need to do. And so I'd actually been watching Zoe for over a year before and had talked about, oh, wouldn't it be good if she worked for business? And then just, I probably was a little bit drunk one night when I said <laughs> No, that I know why you sent it, because someone else had come to you and gone, I want to work for oh, you. Oh, yeah. But they were in America and had a very successful business. And you you were kind of like, well, what you said to me was, if anyone's going to do that role, I want it to be Zoe. Yeah. But I'd never asked. You'd never asked. And so I asked, not really, because if I'm honest, Zoe's business was on the up. And I could see it gaining traction and so I didn't think that it should be okay with just like, please give up your business and work for me. <laughs> I think I had this conversation yesterday actually with someone. Someone made a comment about, they didn't mean it to be disparaging, but it was about being an employee. Yeah. And they said it to me, but th- I don't think they thought about me being your employee. Yeah, you know what I mean? They just think of you as like, 
a sort of freelancer. Yeah, a lot of people thought that I still had my own business and everything. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm full time with you. But um, someone made this comment, and I was, and I sort of went back and went. Not everyone wants to be a business owner. Not everyone wants to have their own business. Not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Some people like to have a steady income. Yeah, that's true. You know, people need different things for different reasons. And that's why I think this works so well, because you're really happy kind of being the, you always said to me, I said, what motivates you, you know, in your own business? And you said, I just want to do a really good job. I just want to know that I've done the best I can do and see the results from it. But I don't necessarily need that to be in a business that I own. Mm which is exactly what you're looking for. If you're looking for an operations manager, you want someone that has the, still has that like real work ethic of wanting to be the best at something, but doesn't want the spotlight of it, which I think is actually really hard to find because if people are really good at something, they want the spotlight of Mm. it. They want to be known for what they're doing. And so that's why it kind of, it just works with us. And people say a lot of the time, you know, do you have to find somebody that's, like you. And actually, if you're interviewing for an operations manager, I would say find the opposite because you don't need another you. You need someone that has all of the strengths that you don't have. You need somebody that can hold their own and and can definitely challenge. Like an operations manager isn't a yes person. They shouldn't be someone that just goes, you know, you think of what to do and you give it to them. I mean, that's what, that's really a tech VA, isn't it? Somebody that does that. Or even, you know, a business manager is somebody that would take more of like an instruction-based approach to things. The difference with an operations manager is they're running the business at the end of the day. You run the business. Yes. I just come up with the ideas. <laughs> Sometimes you come up with the ideas. <laughs> and I'm the front-faced person. But Zoe's the person that, you know, if we sit on a strategy day and we say, okay, we'd like to put this, well, this is a great example. We're about to put out a new course because on the strategy day that we have, we realized that there's lots of people who've been asking us for a course on affiliates because we do such big launches. You know, we had a a $3.5 million launch because we used affiliates. And so people ask us all the time, can you teach us how to do affiliates? So we then said, right, okay, can we do this? So then Zoe went off and worked out. Well, can we do this? What would it entail? What do people want? What would it need? What would it need from our side? Do we have the time? And all of that kind of thing came back, said yes. We then worked out, you know, what we needed. But Zoe would be the person that goes to all the other members of staff or freelancers and says, well, this is what we need to be able to make this happen. And she would tell me, this is when we're launching. So this week in your diary, you need to do this, this, this and this. And so it all kind of, rather than me cascading information down, the information is cascading to me as just another employee of the business, along with all the other employees of the business from Zoe, who is running the business, if that makes sense. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, it's funny though. I'm just thinking, especially with that program, that just shows like how different our minds work. I would argue that we're not that different in, as a person, I don't think we're very different. Oh no, we're very similar. But the... So in the affiliate program, for example, I'd gone through and come up with all this stuff that they needed to know about how to run an affiliate launch, like how to physically do it. And then you, you we, were, we were going through it and you you went, where do they get all the emails? Where do they get all of the promos? Where do they write this? Where do they do that? All the stuff that I don't do. 
and all the stuff that you do, uh, I'd yeah. missed out because I don't see that. I don't do that. No, because we all have our separate bits of everything yeah. we do. And we only think about like the bits we need to do that contribute to the whole package of mm. a course going out. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. How funny. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but when we talk about me and Zoe being different, I'm not saying find a person that has completely different values than you. I think actually what you need in an operations manager is someone that does have very similar values. So our work ethic is exactly the same, so much so that other people find it quite difficult, I think, to work with us because <laughs> we're, we're just quick at things. I think we're both of the opinion that if we ask for something to be done, we want it done then because it's on our mind. So if you're thinking about a graphic that we need, we need it now. It doesn't get added to a to-do list. Yeah. And I've always worked like that. And that's how you work. So yeah. when I started with you, I was like, right, I can have an easy life quite a lot of the time. But if something's needed, it's needed then. So if it's at eight o'clock at night, I'm going to my computer and I'm doing it then because you're thinking about it then. So it needs it. Yeah, that is true. And then it doesn't, you know, we don't have like set hours or holidays or anything like that. But when we need to do something, we do it. And that means during a launch, we're both working ridiculously hard for like a two week period. We don't really breathe for two weeks. And then the rest of the time, you know, we do sort of travel and and do fun things and and not have to worry quite so much. But I think the values need to be the same, especially if you have a business where your business is built on values, like my business is built on integrity honesty transparency you have to find somebody who's your ops manager because they're your number two even though they're not front-facing all of the work and all of the output that is seen is the values of that person so you need to make sure the values are the same and yours definitely are like we think the same in so many areas what's been interesting for me is having somebody challenge me in the business because when you work on your own you make a decision it could be wrong, <laughs> but no one, no one knows. You don't know because you just go ahead with that decision. There's nobody to challenge you with it. And what I've loved about having Zoe here and having an operations manager for just over a year now is that when I make a decision, if Zoe thinks it's wrong, she's going to tell me it's wrong. Like you don't hold back. No. You tell me. And we did that recently with the book. So I was choosing between two publishers. One publisher was giving me the world. <laughs> the other publisher cared, really cared about the book, the message, how many people we could impact. The other one would have given me however much money we wanted, really, whatever PR team we wanted, and would have elevated my profile, just mine though, not the businesses, my profile, to where I would eventually like it to be. And so I was erring on the side of well, that's the one then, like, you know, that's the one, let's go with the one that will give, give us the most stuff. And it was Zoe and my sister, who is my executive assistant, who actually said, I don't think you're making the right decision here. Like, can we hold up and look at why you're making the decision? Because if you're going to be in integrity, which is what all of your values are about, you shouldn't be making this decision. You should be going with the one that has the message of your business interests at heart, not you. But you weren't scared to tell me that. I want to say what I actually said to you, which I think shocks you. And we didn't even speak about it after, but you said it on Wind Down Friday. And I was like, okay, she's cool. Because <laughs> I'm always cool. <laughs> I was getting frustrated because of what you, the reasons why you were choosing that one. Yeah. And there was a lift, there was just one line in the email that was sent 
that basically said, I think we should shift the focus. And that I knew how much you'd put into your proposal and thought about every single word that you'd written in it. And I was like, I don't like the way that they've written. I think the focus should be this because it was a very different focus to what you'd actually proposed. Yeah. So the publisher wanted to change what the book was about. Yeah. And um, and so Lisa sent me the email and I was like, I don't, I don't know whether I like this person because of the way that they've written this email. And uh, anyway, Lisa was going on about the t- like the TV opportunities and the magazine opportunities. And I went, I just went, please, can you stop talking like this? Because I, you're making me not like you and I don't want to not like you. <laughs> but actually, that was a wake-up call for me because I was like, okay, what is Zoe seeing that I'm not seeing about how I'm making this decision? Because for me, it seemed kind of like an obvious decision. But if Zoe's thinking that of me, then my audience is going to also hold me to a standard. And so I then asked Marie, and Marie was like, I can see where Zoe's coming from. I don't think you're making a decision based on what's right for the company here. You're making a decision based on what's right for you. (laughs) And I don't do that. That's not what I do. The company is more important to me than my profile being raised. And so I slept on it and journaled around it and they were right. You know, I was, I needed to make a decision based on integrity. But also what that company like what that publisher was offering you it made you ask the right questions to the publisher that you've gone with yeah. and they actually came back and said oh yeah we've we've got all of that we just didn't know to tell you yeah and it was, they thought it was should be more about the message yeah so it actually worked out brilliantly yeah it did. but you don't know what you don't know do you so no but you know if I didn't have somebody that was comfortable enough to challenge some of my decisions I wouldn't always make the best decisions and I do the same way you know I challenge what Zoe does sometimes, like she'll send me something and I'll go, oh, maybe we should do it this way or let's add this in. And I think that's where a partnership is really, really useful. So when you're looking for somebody to be your sort of right hand man, woman, if you like, I think it's really important that you look for somebody that's strong enough and confident enough to challenge you because most employees, when you get to a multi seven figure business, won't, even if they don't agree with you, they'll just do it because it's an easier life. Sometimes I don't agree with you, but it's not big enough for me to fight. So I will come up with alternatives as well as what you've asked me to do to kind of go, I've done what you've asked, but this is what I thought. Yeah. And then we kind of come to a usually a compromise, compromise, Hmm. which is obviously fine by both of us. Yeah. But that's how it should be, shouldn't it? So what do you think being an operations manager, what are the challenges that you have? Or what do you think that if somebody's out there going, well, I'd love to be an operations manager and work in a company like that, what kind of person do you think you have to be? So I think your background is really important. So I my, I came up through hospitality, which is obviously a very relentless industry to be in. And you work really hard. And I'm not saying that other industries, you don't work hard, but I always, you know, when you, you I was at college, people either went to work in a bar or went to work in a shop. Yeah. And if they went to work in a shop, it was very much more standardized than working in hospitality where you could be there till two in the morning. You're not afraid to do what other people, like you're not afraid to go and clean sick up in the toilet. Yeah, and all you that just stuff. do what needs to Yeah. And I think that gave me a really good background. Um, you've got to, working for you is definitely solidified, done not perfect. Because yeah. <laughs> the amount of stuff that I get wrong. I bet it's, it's the whole thing of, it doesn't matter if you make a mistake, it's how you deal with it that, matters and being available to correct yourself or correct myself Um, and we do have a culture in the business of I would rather people go and experiment and do big things knowing that 
they might make a mistake doing it. But if I don't do that, and if I, you know, if I tell people off or however, you know, reprimand people for making a mistake, people get too scared to experiment and to do bigger things because they'll stick on the safe side. And I don't want that for the business. So I'm all good with people making mistakes. I think you've got to be a vault. So you've got to be, you know, can keep everything can to yourself. Can keep everything to yourself. Yeah. Um, which I think some people would find very hard. Yeah, because you see everything. And and I don't think people realise how much Zoe sees of my whole life, not just the business side. Somebody said yesterday when we were here, I said, oh, can you just have my phone while I'm on stage? And someone laughed and said, oh, God, don't, I would never give anyone my phone, That like, the amount of information they could see. And Zoe was like, like, there's nothing that I don't see anyway. Like there's nothing. She she has access to every email, every messenger, like everything in my life. So you have to be comfortable with that. Yeah. You have to be comfortable comfortable with someone knowing your passwords for everything. Like just things like that that and it's so funny because a lot of people think you're a really open book and that I share a lot as well. But there's so much that people don't know. Not bad stuff, but there's so much that we don't share. Yeah. Um it's really funny because when you do wind down Friday you'll say something that maybe we've been talking about for a few weeks and if I don't manage to catch it and then I'll get tagged in it <laughs> and yeah. I'm like oh gosh what's been said now what, what can I talk about um <laughs> but there's yeah it needs to be someone that you're comfortable with sharing all the information it can't be good partnership if you only give and give a bit yeah you know if, you can have you can have access to this but not this yeah it has to be that way I have Lisa's emails on my computer because I don't want to be going and asking you, oh, can you just find those details yeah. from a few weeks ago? I can't find the email or whatever. And it has to be someone as well who will go and try every avenue to find a resolution before coming to speak to you. So if we're having problems with someone paying, for instance, there's now a process that we go through. And if they get to you, it's like the very last ditch attempt yeah. before legal. Which is great because it means I'm shielded from quite a lot having Zoe there. For instance, when people are mean to me online and say bad things about me, I generally don't know anymore. I used to know because I was always the one looking at social media. I was always the one that would see all of this stuff. But now, and people would send me lots of stuff. People now know not to. But when Zoe sees stuff, she keeps the stuff. Like it's there in case we ever need it for legal reasons. But she doesn't tell me because it's not a need to know thing. I will only tell you if it's need to know. I will only tell you if it's slanderous or we need to take action on it. Or just to keep an eye on things. Yeah. But yeah. And it also you also need to find someone who, to be very, very frank, doesn't care who you are as a inverted commas celebrity. I know you're not a celebrity, but that kind of status and isn't intimidated by anyone or even better if you'd be like me and doesn't know who anyone is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when people write to Zoe and they're like really hierarchically high up in our industry and it's like, no, can Lisa change this day and do this day? So it's like, no, she's got something on then, which actually is brilliant. Like yeah. we shouldn't be treating people differently just no. because of who they are. No. Oh, yeah, I don't know who anyone is. Just because I don't like filling my head with information about other people. Like I'd, I'd rather find, like, you know, see as I find if someone's being horrible, then they're being horrible. It doesn't matter if they're famous or not or yeah. famous in our industry. And then the other thing which has come up this week, which is just really interesting, we were at the event yesterday and last night and so many people were wanting to speak to you and be with you and have pictures with you and just be in your presence, you know, and congratulate you on the talk and ask you a quick question. 
you know, that, that was a guy on the way to the lift last night who was like, just give me one thing that I can do to make passive income. And immediately Lisa's like, yep, yeah, you can do this, this and this. And and, and that's, uh, honestly, this has been the weirdest thing for me, suddenly being known a bit more. So like going to an event and having people want pictures and having people just want to, you know, like I'll be walking anywhere and someone will go, oh, hi, let's just take a picture. How oh, can we do this? And it, it feels really weird to me still. I'm not at all used to it. But how much weirder it must be for you is what I was thinking last night. Well, it's just, I think it's, it is that thing again of the difference between being this close to you. So I get to spend time with you all the time. So we did a VIP day and we were talking about love languages and my, in, in terms of work and mine is time. So having time with you is the best thing that I can have in my job. But I have lots of time with you. So on an event like last night, I'm quite happy to sit there and be the bag holder and just scroll through Instagram and Facebook. And I don't really care yeah, because I'm an introvert. Having that time to myself is my dream. So it's brilliant. Even in a room of busy people, I can be on my own. Whereas I think some people who maybe aren't in the business or aren't maybe like more your friends than clients or even clients, find it really difficult to not have your full attention. Yeah. Um, Whereas when we're in an event like that, you never get my full attention. You'll be talking to me and halfway through a sentence, someone will come. Yeah. And like last night you were talking to someone like there and I just heard you, you, I just heard you go, oh, I'm just going to get my wine. So I just got it and passed it. And then it was in my hand. (laughs) In my hand. And um, (laughs) then, but I I think that again, that's, it sounds weird, but that's from my, when I was in weddings, actually, always listening to everything that was going on around me so that I could anticipate anyone's needs whilst looking like I didn't care yeah there you, you know. are just like scrolling on your phone with your hand <laughs> up with a wine <laughs> which is hilarious but I guess one of the things is also not needing to be in the spotlight yes yeah it's funny yesterday because people were saying to me oh we need to get a photo I was like no I don't do photos yeah <laughs> and they were like what because some people did know who you were and yeah you were like oh you're Zoe Lisa's Oxman yeah um can I get a photo with you I was like no Sorry, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> that people find it really weird because I'm very, very present on my own Instagram, and I'm, you know, I show my face all the time. It's not that I don't have confidence, and it's not that I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I'm just not interested yeah. in being shared or anything on my own social media. I'm in control of that. Yeah. Whereas if someone's got a picture of me, I don't know where that's going to go or where they're going to put it or what's going to happen, you know. And I just like to be in control of what's being shared of me which I can do because it's not my own business so I can be very present in some situations and in others just be in the background and be in the background you're usually the person that takes the photo yes (laughs) (laughs) yes there's so much I was like do you want me to take it do you want me to take it (laughs) I think people were wanted the selfie angles so yeah the selfie angles are always better let's be honest we can make ourselves look good in the selfie angle very true (laughs) very true Um, but yeah so it is a certain type of person that you need to be looking for. And people, I think, get confused between an operations manager, a business manager, and a tech VA all the time. And often people say to me, who are only in their first year of business, oh, I need a Zoe. What do I need to look for an operations manager? And I'm like, don't even think about it. You don't need an operations manager in your first year of business. You need a tech VA, maybe in year two, a business manager. But an operations manager, you know, it's a high-level role that should be paid well. And people say, you know, I'm going to get an operations manager. I'm going to pay them like £30 an hour. That's not an operations manager of, you know, it just isn't. That's that's a tech VA, which is different. A tech VA, you can give a list of things to do and they will go off and do them and they will do them brilliantly. But they are not running a business. They're not thinking, you know, what else do we need to do to make this business make money? 
they don't have KPIs that are based on how much money is brought into the business. An operations manager does. A, even a business manager doesn't. A business manager runs things for you. You know, they could run a launch, for instance, or they could look after social media. But what a business manager isn't doing is right from the top down being the basically director of the business. I think I've just thought something else, a skill that's really needed is that you're, they're analytical. So yeah. however that shows up, they need to be able to look at things and say what went well, what didn't go well. I'm just thinking about a job that I need to do on the way home, which is filling our metrics dashboard. Because when I came to work with you last June, you'd launched every month of that year, you'd yeah. launched something. And I sat down and looked at all your money that was coming in and out. And I said, you know, you actually don't need to launch anything for the rest of the year and you'll hit like you'll have your best year ever yeah and I was like what what do you mean (laughs) I want to launch stuff every month which was ridiculous we now launch once a year which is so much nicer yeah well we went too far the other way didn't we (laughs) yeah we're like we're not we're not doing anything we're making money we need to do some stuff yeah and the other thing I would say one last thing it needs to be someone who whose company you're comfortable in sitting in silence I think yeah. not feel the need to make conversation no, or... we often don't do we like we can both easily be on our phones or working and doing stuff separately while in the same room yeah and not we don't feel the need I think at the beginning we probably did because there was a lot that we needed to cover and it was the pandemic so we couldn't really see each other no. whereas recently we've seen each other every month pretty much like every few weeks and it's more of a working relationship now than when I started but I started in a really odd time yeah. so it's that's not something to take into consideration but it's you've just got to be oh well, you know the other thing is as well sorry I keep thinking of loads of things so you've not had the best year health wise which you've not hidden no. and one thing you said to me when we were in our first talks was I need someone who's happy to take over for me if I'm not able to yeah and what I meant by that is someone that's front-facing someone that isn't because normally if you get a back-end person that sounds awful but if you get somebody that's an operations manager often they're analytical they like to be behind the scenes but I knew that I needed someone that if I couldn't host a training could just step up and do it and it actually happened in the first week did you were in hospital with a suspected stroke yeah and you just like (laughs) took over and that's what I needed and it was so good to have somebody with the biggest name you've ever had Oh yeah, it was. It was one of the biggest names we've ever had doing training. And you were like, okay, okay. <laughs> no problem. Whereas now it's fine. Yeah, you're used to it now. Yeah. And like in the launch, you went great in the launch and I had to do one of the day, like, whole days worth of interviews. interviews. I remember that. Yeah. Um, but luckily because your audience know, do know who I am, it yeah. didn't seem weird that I was doing it. No. So yeah, it needs to be someone who doesn't like the spotlight and doesn't want to be in the spotlight, but doesn't mind showing their face. Yeah. God, we need a lot from these people. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I don't want to say, I mean, in the like ops manager VA world, there's a lot of talk about unicorns. Yeah. Um, I think there is in every industry, but obviously that's the industry that I know. And, you know, you're looking for someone who does all this stuff, but only wants to be paid 20 grand a year. And that's never going to happen. happen. And unicorns do exist but there's stuff that I'm awful at so I'm not a unicorn because there's stuff I hate and won't do yeah but the stuff you hate and won't do we have other people that can yeah. do it's fine it's what do you need the most you know what I need the most is someone that I know I can rely on to go and run the business when I'm not there I don't want to be involved in every decision anymore and so you have to be able to trust that person to make the exact same decisions that you would make and that's what I found in Zoe and I think that looking for someone like this 
what you're not doing, I think, which is what we would normally do, is advertise it. Yeah. I don't think that's how you'll ever find this person. I no. think it's somebody that you will know already. Yeah. yeah. I think the, the big thing, the reason why I kind of hit the ground running and was fine was because I knew your business so well before a, I'd even worked with you. Were, you'd been in it. You'd seen it from the outside. So yeah. you saw the experience from a customer point of view. Yeah. Which I think it's important. I saw all the people that had treated you badly and I knew that they had. So you didn't need to explain it to me. You didn't need to have that awkward conversation of, what do you think about this person? They weren't very nice to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you sort of knew everything anyway. And it's really funny because what's actually happened is because I am not really customer dealing with yeah. unless I need to. We have a customer facing. <clears throat> we have employee, lovely Sandra. Lovely Sandra who does all that. That's not in my wheelhouse. I'm not a great person. I get accused of being rude quite a lot. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm fine with that. It doesn't bother me because I'm not rude. It's just that, I just have strong boundaries and a strong sense of my own worth. And that's why it works really well in the job that you've got, because those boundaries are now being passed down to me. Yeah, they are. Yeah, you see that all the time. It's very much a, like we had a conversation just this week and I told you about a situation that we had and you went, no, that's not going to happen. And six months ago, you wouldn't have said that. I would have gone, do whatever they want. Do whatever they want, they're a friend. (laughs) But that doesn't matter anymore. It's what's best for the business. Yeah, exactly. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation. I do like to take you a bit behind the scenes because I think that when you look at people that are, you know, they are, they do have like multi seven figure businesses. It often feels like a different world and like it's all a bit shrouded and secrecy and it shouldn't be because all of you guys, you know, are going to get to that at some point. And so we want to make sure that you have the right people in place and you know what you're looking for and you know the pitfalls and the challenges that you might have. So I'll always take you behind the scenes of the business and show you you know, what really goes on and what it's really like and not hide anything. But um, thank you for listening. Thanks for being here, Zoe. Yeah, it was nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be back with you next week for a new episode. So have a great week, whatever it is that you're doing. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.